on, break one. This is Shark Pants Free Radio. Gamers, get your ears on because we're blowing the speakers out. Grimdark Live. It is time for Grimdark Live. This show is for the nerds, the outcasts, the weirdos. And for short pants gamers? No, not you. Ah, crap. Get ready, all you grimdark goons, for dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf. Only right here on Grimdark Live. Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things Dice, Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and tonight we are going to be talking about Storm Drake Guard. Uh, really, really honestly looking forward to uh, uh, this as a topic. But hey, before we get into all that, thanks for joining us here tonight at Grimdark Live. And if you like our show, please don't forget to give us a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. And let your friends know about us. Pass the show along to other folks that may be interested in this kind of a, kind of a show, this kind of a topic, and help us grow, please. And... Uh, Thank you very much uh, for your help. Uh, also, uh, as we do, we say this every single show, in tonight's show, we're going to be having a conversation on lists and uh, if there are armies in the respective lists. So if there's anything out there that you guys want to want to add to your list or maybe you have a similar list, leave in the chats in the show notes below and we will definitely uh, definitely get to that and we'll talk about that. But uh, let's get into this, man. Here you go, you dice chucking glue sniffing gamer goons. Here we go. Tonight we are going to be talking Storm Drake Guard and back with us tonight... The one, the only, you know him, you love him, Chuck Giardina. Chuck, welcome back to the show, man. What do you hear? What do you say? Oh, I'm here. It's a live show, and we are ready to go. It's been a little while since I've uh, been on the show for uh, good measure, I guess. Just had to uh, live life a little bit and then get back into the gaming gear. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, so, sometimes sometimes you got to do that. You know, you got you to gotta go out and experience life and... Yes. And, uh, you, and, and you've definitely done that, man. You've definitely gotten out and, 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 and expressed yourself, uh, uh, out there in the world. And I'm not going to tell anybody how you did that because it's, it's, it's kind of a family show, but we're going <laughs> to, we're going to leave that. We're going to leave that for another time. But unless you want to tell any of the stories, how about tell me that one? No, I'm not going to get into that one. We'll, we'll leave, we'll leave that yeah, one. Yeah. That one we're not supposed to really talk about, you know, that's PDQ, whatever. So <laughs> let's just kind of mosey on from, uh, from that, uh, but I, I, we've all been busy with our own, our own uh, gaming goals and and what we've been doing behind the scenes. So we'll get into that later. We are, we are. We got we got a couple of points to get into that. We got a great topic tonight with you. And thank you very much for being back with us, buddy. It's really it's so awesome to have you here. It's so awesome to see you and talk to you again. Uh, and honestly, buddy, you're really just a credit to the to the community and everything you do. I mean, folks, if you ever get a chance to to look at this guy's posts, either on Twitter or on Facebook, check out all this commission painting that this guy does. He's he's behind FlatCon, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. We talk about staying true or sniffing glue, and uh, just you know, Chuck, you're really you're really a credit to what we do in this community. And uh, and honestly, man, you've always been that way, and and you just keep chugging along, and and. Uh, we're, we're all thankful that, that you're part of this, this community, bud, honestly. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, I think that, uh, for a lot of us in the gaming community and no matter what gaming system you play, really, um, uh, tabletop gaming, if not for sure is an, an outlet for us. Uh, we kind of use that as a way to cope, a way to be creative, a way to, uh, sort of get away from the world. So, that's right. That's right. And you know what? Um, keep it, it, well, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I'm going to try to be, I'm going to try to make it through at least the first five minutes being responsible. Um, but here it is, Chuck, you're here to talk to us about 
about dragons, man. You're here to talk to us about dragons tonight, and we've got a list that we're going to be looking at. Uh, but you kind of took it as an interesting, interesting way. A lot of times when you talk dragon, people think Stormcast, right? And you kind of threw a yes. curveball, Tempest Eye. So we're going to be looking at a Tempest Eye use list. But 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 what's interesting is it's still dragons. That's what I love about this concept is that no matter no matter if it's in a Stormcast list or if it's in a Cities of Sigmar list, it's still dragons. And you've kind of captured that. I mean, I'm pretty excited to talk about that. But I mean, uh, you you've um, you you kind of. Uh, by the way, too, uh, we're, we'll probably uh, post some of these on GrimdarkLive.com. But you guys got to check out some of the paint job this guy's done with some of his dragons. Pretty pretty slick, pretty slick. I didn't I wasn't didn't have a chance to get them up on the show tonight to show everybody, but I will definitely post them because uh, uh, we got to brag here a little bit about uh, about Chuck. But uh, so Chuck, let me ask you this question. Let me start right out of the gate, 100 miles an hour. Sure. Can a gamer play an all dragon list? in this game and be competitive and successful? I I think it's very challenging in the current environment meta to run an all dragons list. While it can't be competitive in some instances, I don't think that at major events currently that that is what you're going to be seeing played. Okay. And there's right. a few reasons for that. Okay. So, so real quick, take us through a couple of those reasons. High, high, uh, high so ten, reason, 10,000 foot view, because we're going to talk about this. So, so high, ten, high yeah, 10,000 foot view. Uh, so uh, just from, you know, glancing through some of the last couple event lists that we've seen uh, currently, uh, you've so, got more of a mixture of dragons in the meta with uh, lists that don't make up 100% of the army. Um, while dragons can be buffed through certain buffs, it, it's not, uh, it's not the bee's knees. It's not going to be, um, as solid as what some other combinations of units and battalions can be. While sure. the dragons can get your generic buffs of like your plus one armor save, you know, a little bit of a modification to hit, they're highly mobile. Um, I think it's at the, the staying power. I think there's a little bit of an issue with them uh, in combat and uh, making a stance and making it uh, through multiple turns and multiple phases of the game. All right. I like that you just said that. There are two points that I'm going to hold on to for later on in the, in the conversation, because I, I really like where you went with that, because, um, well, you said one thing that was bona fide truth. Another one I kind of want to challenge you on a little bit later. So that's why I'm going to remember those things. Uh, but, but you know what's funny? At the end of the day, whether they're Tempest Eye or anything else, they're still Stormcast, right? I mean, yes. the flagship yep. of Games Workshop, Age of Sigmar game, is Stormcast Eternals. And we're not just talking Stormcast, folks, as everybody, I want to I make sure that we all know that. We're also going to be talking about these dragons as it relates to the Tempest Eye lists. But Stormdrake Guard, and, and even though we have known about them since, what, September of 2021, Stormdrake Guard have really found, I would like to say, a new love in the community. I feel comfortable calling them new because, you know, you know they kind of had a rough patch there where people weren't... Uh, uh, using them very much, but um, we are we are now sitting here looking at them being talked about again. And for the last, I'd have to say maybe month and a half, people are people are playing them uh, pretty regularly. So I'm going to keep using that word, Chuck. New. So the new Stormdrake Guard, uh, they 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 had a lot of hype with the with with the promise that they could become battle line if a Draconis or or Star Drake is the general opening up options for an all-dragon army. And I really thought that's what I was going to see. But, you know, here lately, we don't see a lot of all-dragon armies. But I still think they have a pretty powerful place. And I think that the new Stormdrake Guard, um, 
I really think if played properly, and I think you're going to talk to that a little bit, are going to, I, I think we're, you're, you're going to kind of open our eyes here a little bit on him because as we talk about these, 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 these Dracothian riders, these Storm Drake guard and their subsequent lists and, you know, where they stand in the meta and, and my opinion and your opinion and, you know, uh, where they're at, I'd have to say right now, and I'll, and I'll end it with this, I'll quit buttering it up right here, but I'll just say that uh, the, I think this this unit is the one sub-part of the Stormcast book that has the community talking right now. And, I, I mean, is that a fair statement, or, or am I kind of out of line by, by saying that? I mean, I, when, when I hear Stormcast, immediately everybody goes, dragons. I mean, if you know any better, you would think that Stormcast were all I, dragons. Well, that's what you would think, especially when they came out back in September. I mean, that was what was hyped up for, for a few months. Uh, and it, we kind of saw it with the Giants when they came out. Uh, Mega Gargans were, uh, that was what was the forefront, and that's what Games Workshop was pushing. We got to remember that they are a modeling company first, and uh, that if they don't sell miniatures, that they're not going to be able to, to pay their employees. That's so true. There is gonna, yeah. there is going to be sort of this... Uh, they hint at it. They want to build hype up. Hype is a really big thing, especially in like the first few months of a release. Um, but then I think they have to like sit back and sort of reevaluate and see where the next six months is taking them and what the next large release is. I, I do think that dragons are competitive in current gameplay, uh, but I don't think that like the maxed out dragon list is necessarily the way to go for all players. I think players are seeing that dragons have a niche that can be tapped, but okay. that they could be lacking in other areas. And so that's sort of the, the gap or the hole that they're trying to fill. All right. And even in like current lists, I think you see that too. And I think we can get into that a little bit later. Yeah. And we're definitely going to, we're definitely going to talk about that in a little bit, because I, again, I think from a 10,000 foot view, you know, I understand your experience where you're coming from and, and, mm. and you're a hell of a player. So I, I know you're going to cut yourself short. You're not going to say you're a good player. Cause you always say that, but in, <laughs> but in reality, but in reality, folks, this, this guy, this guy's a very modest guy, but he's a very good player. So I, I know how I can already kind of envision how you're playing them. But in this conversation sure. here tonight, uh, there's been, I want to, I want to also make sure we touch on this, the evolution of where they came from. There's been a very strange series of events in terms of the Dracothian riders, where, if you recall, before the Stormcast home was released, which was, you know, much anticipated at the time, you know, uh, even even some people loathe the idea of it, like another Stormcast book. Uh, but but these Stormcast dragons were, um, I'm going to say, what appeared to be at the time they came out, almost immediately nerfed from 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 GW, and really they 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 gave them a points yeah. increase via this FAQ that came out. What I think it was two or three For weeks after the book came out, or something like that. Or maybe before the book came out. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. It was before the yes. book came out they so, were nerfed. Yeah, so like take a step back though. Remember that they they got this army out, they dropped the rules for it, then and I think people were trying to play test the rules even before models were hitting the shelf, like the week of. Right. And what people were finding out is that, you know, a single unit of uh two Drakes could put out almost twenty damage or, or more, potentially. In addition to that, because of how the rules were written for uh, the additional movement, they could have charges turn one. And so I think there was that big, oh my gosh, look, there's this is a great army. I, I you know, let's put this together and get this going. Then they get on the tabletop and they're literally like, oh, I think they're their turn by turn, tabling their friend by turn two. And that is where sort of the uh, 
the drawback came from. They're like, oh, hold on, wait a second. Who play tested this? Um, and uh, you can probably go back and find all those clips where it's, you know, 10 dragons on one side of the table and the guy's got one character left on turn two. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah. And, and, but I think it's funny. You know, when I go back and I look at the history of these of this unit, you know, they, they I mean, it's almost like they was purposeful. Like, like GW was yeah. a little concerned that this army was going to be too good because, and I kind of took some notes in, in some of the older research I did before the show, but I want to say Storm Drake Guard at the time, now they're what, 340 points? Yes. Uh, for two of them, right? That's your minimum, that's your standard yes. unit, minimum unit. I think they went right. up they like, can they, be rein- once, right? I, and they can, I was just, yeah, I was just going to say they can be reinforced, right? Right. So you can have a unit of four. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, but, yep. but a unit of two right now is 340 points. And I want to say back in the day, they were like 50 points cheaper or something, weren't they? They were like two. 292 AD, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah some, somewhere in that yeah. ballpark. So that's quite a hike. That, I mean, that's quite a hike. I, I, I know that the the, the Knight Draconis uh, it was 300 points. I think they only went up. I think they. I think that went up 45 or 50 points or something like that from where it was before. Yeah, you know. I believe it was 245 or something. Or okay. Yeah, and then of course the single right they, around. And, and I don't remember if they had a single Storm Drake guard at that time. I don't know if they did. I think they did, but I'm not exactly sure. But I mean, I'm sure that, that those points went up as well. But, yeah, I, I am not sure about the single or, or not at this point. Um, I, like I was telling you before, I'm still kind of reworking my list, especially for your event come this summer. Yeah. Uh, just to make sure that I've got a, a balanced list in there and not taking 10 Storm Drakes or 8 or whatever the max would be at this point. Well, you know what? I mean, you, you, you got to compete. And, and I think it'd be pretty, uh, pretty neat, pretty neat army to see for Armed Forces Day. That, that'd be that'd be pretty, pretty darn sure. I'd love to see that. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I, I think, but as we know now, as we know now in the community, um, and as it's turned out subsequently, you know, it wasn't really a nerf after all. I mean, we're seeing the army or versions of the army or units of the army between Stormcast or Cities of Sigmar. We're seeing them often. So I, I'm not sure that the nerf really hurt them as as nerfs go. Like, look what happened with Slaves of Darkness when they were a brand new army. When they came out, they're, they're, mm-hmm. the book they currently have, you know, they were neat, they were chopped at the knee and... Um, I think there are some other armies that I can't think of right now that were, that were also probably mistreated, uh, inadvertently, but you know, it, and it's funny and you know, I, I'm not sure what the, what the answer is. I, I don't know. And we're going to discuss this. If in fact, storm Drake guard are definitely worth their points or if the nerf maybe imbalanced them a little bit for what they do. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're still pretty fantastic. We're going to talk about that. Uh, but where do you think, do you think they're priced pointed point wise pretty well right now? I, I do. I think they're in a position where they're price pointed to be complementary to other units or or within a, a two thousand point army itself. Um, okay. Before I feel like you could have got three units of four and just decimated opponents. And I think with the points increase, that players are more or less likely to uh, take these as being complementary. Interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's. I'm trying to just kind of think of. It's sort of like the adjustments to the uh, Gargan army after it had gotten the uh, GHP release and it point its points adjustment. Okay, okay, all right, all right. So, so I I, I agree with that. I do. I mean, you know, and it's funny because um, one of the chats here is uh, one one of the comments on the chat here is grandson of Biamati goes uh, think of four dragons as any other thirty six wound unit. Their breath weapons are what make them so deadly. They are not unbeatable. Pretty fair Correct. statement. Yeah, so the dragons have a, a nine wounds apiece. So if you are looking at nine, 18, 36, uh, 
their generic stat line is, you know, threes hit, threes to wound. Um, they are, you know, on par, a little bit above average for damage output. The breath weapon is very deadly. Uh, depending on what um, storm host you take, they can get a couple little benefits or buffs, you know, a six up ward save or something like that. Uh, and I think from the vantage point of how you complement your dragon list, whether or not you are, you know, magic heavy or just playing, um, you know, all out attack, all out defense and, and selectively picking which units you buff, that that is kind of where the line is drawn. So okay. if you're using your dragon sort of like a flanking unit uh, as a distractor or to drop in the back as a threat later on in the game, that that kind of plays a, a point to it. But if you're running four straight up the middle and you are alpha charging and striking, I mean, that it, that means that's like your main battle line. That is your main art unit that's going to go put out 50 damage. Yeah, and you know what? I, I like the way you put that. And regardless, here's the thing. The fact of the matter is we can pontificate on that, but the fact is they're on the table. Yeah. People are using them, and they're cool models. Yes. And, and they should be used. And I think we're seeing we're seeing units of them, and, and I'm, hope, I'm hopeful to see a full army of them. Uh, but the problem is... I would have to say, now that I think about what I just said to you, is really less their point costs and more more the War Scroll in general. And I think we're going to talk about that here a little bit and, yeah. and more on that in our review of the Dracothian Riders coming up here later on the show. But, uh, Chuck, here we go, man. Here's that proverbial question. Are you staying true or are you sniffing glue? What do we got happening right there in your uh, in, I, in your hobby life or in your, I, uh, your, your <laughs> events? Well, I, you know, we are staying true to FlatCon. We're moving forward with that. We um, got some information on that, but I'm also sniffing glue. I've been assembling and painting 40K terrain and orcs for some commissions. And uh, for your event specifically, not to talk about Armed Forces Day GT again, but uh, but trying to put together a new uh, terrain board or display board with a cart that I picked up. Cool. So, cool. um, A lot of like cutting styrofoam and smelling the fumes. Hey, Which, hey you, you know you never invited what, me over for that <laughs> uh it's it, you know it's challenging balancing everything out you know i i take a commission or i uh, you know assemble something for somebody in batches and paint in batches but then you can't get your own stuff done because we're all working 40 50 hours a week or we're driving you know on the road and and we're busy that's right? true yeah yeah and, and you know so let's go back a little bit to uh to 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 flatcon let's talk a little bit about that that's coming up what october 9th correct yeah, so that is October seventh, eighth, and ninth. Got it. All right, and but oh, I'm th- I'm thinking the AOS champs, right? That's Sunday the ninth, right? That that's when oh, you have yes, the, yeah, yeah. So it, you know, FlatCon is a uh, event that benefits Relay for Life, so it's a charity event. We try and do multiple gaming events, and I would be like an event organizer for multiple tournaments. So I've got tournament organizers underneath me that uh, I either help them with prize support, I buy them trophies, I try and organize their ticket sales through uh, tabletop.events, which will be live here in about a month or two. Uh, but really, it's to facilitate you know, upwards of 60 to 70 gamers from around central Illinois, northern Illinois, and southern Illinois. And we get a few from you know Indiana or uh, Missouri. Um, but the, the benefit is, is that we're running multiple events, um, not just Age of Sigmar on Sunday, which is going to be capped at 36. It'll be about a 2,000-point event. Uh, but we try and cater to as many as we can. The uh, convention itself is about 500. Uh, we're not sure of numbers this year because of COVID. Obviously, in the past two and a half years, it's really presented a problem. But I, I do believe we're sort of past that point, if you know what I'm trying to say. Sure. 
where, you know, if people want to show up with a mask, that is great. You know, take safety to the utmost uh, point that you have to. But let's have some fun. Let's raise some money for a good cause. Um, Because a lot of events that we do benefit charities and organizations that are financially distraught. That is awesome. That is awesome. And, and, you know, I want to piggyback off that before we, uh, before we get into the news here. You know, honestly, guys, you know, when we go out and we play in these events, you know, and, and I've said it a thousand times, I'm going to say it again, and I'm speaking specifically to awesome events like FlatCon, uh, Armed Forces Day, you know, you know, you got to ask yourself, what kind of events are you, are you as a gamer are going to go out and support? You're going to pay money to go play at an event. You know, you're going to go essentially pay money to go play a game that you can typically play for free. Support Platcon. Support what they do. That's a charity event, uh, and people like Chuck Giardina are working extremely hard to make these things extremely successful. And you know what? Those hobby dollars that you're putting towards that, those games that you're playing, are all going towards a great cause, well beyond you having fun playing a game. So, Chuck, very cool, man. I tip my hat to you, buddy. That's 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 really freaking cool. And um, yeah, and Platcon is is going to be is going to be something awesome. Um, I am, uh, I'm not sniffing glue. I'm actually staying pretty consistent. Uh, I, uh, I've decided that I've, I'm going to turn the corner and, and really kind of up my game a little bit. And, um, I'm really, I'm really kind of buckling down to try to be more of a, of a competitive player. Now, now Chuck, I'm not talking about becoming a short pants. I'm not talking about that. Oh yeah. You don't want to become a short pants. That no, no, is no. one of the bad things, right? No. But I want to I want to be, be the the competitive player that's not a jag off. Now, I know there's almost like a razor yes. edge fine line thing that you, you got to try to you know traverse there. But I think it could be done. I mean, you're a pretty competitive good player, and you're not a jag off. You know, so you know, I, it, it, I yeah, we've had this kind of conversation before. Like, you still want to be competitive, right? You still want to make sure that the person that you're playing against has a good game, right? That they don't feel like you're just walking all over them or vice versa. Um, but also to the point where you don't just shut down right? and uh, you don't look the other player in the eye. You don't have any type of table talk whatsoever. But at the same time, you know what? If that dice is cocked, I'll just re-roll it because in the end, the game goes back and forth and it's turn by turn management with little toy soldiers. It, bingo, so. <laughs> bingo, 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 bingo. And with that, let's get into more news on those little toy soldiers. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you saw this, but did you see the new rumor engine uh, that was, that oh, was I... just released? It's, it's, it's a leaf. It's or a bush, a leaf or bush. Yeah, I mean yeah. that could be quite a few different things. I mean, I mean we could be, uh, you know, uh, what was it? A couple years ago when they re-released the ter- terrain sets that right. you could do for basing miniatures. I think we had a couple little uh, snippets of that in the news and rumors, um, and that is kind of like where they repackage the skulls into a separate box and then uh, leaf and terrain and stuff like that and tidbits that go on your bases. So, right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I look at this thing. It, I don't. I don't know if it's 40k Catachan, if it's Sylvaneth stuff. I mean, I'm hoping it's Sylvaneth with the with the tome coming around the corner. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. but it's definitely jungle theme. Other or or, or GW telling us about a new product it's, they're planning on selling. I mean, it honestly, the left side looks like uh, it could be a feather for a pirate hat, and then oh, there the you go. leaf on the right looks like it's from the Amazon rainforest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously that's uh, that that's something like a bait, like like something off of, off of a decorative base or something like that. But it's, and it looks pretty close up. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna have yeah. to see what that is. But it's definitely a leaf. So, yeah. Um, 
yeah, so I, who knows what that is. I, th- I think it's going to be hopefully something for uh, for Sylvaneth. But in the bigger news, uh, this week, we got a big week for Age of Sigmar with the new G- GHB2 and uh, two new battle tomes. I should say the GHB22 uh, and uh, two new battle tomes that are coming out. Now, I know that you've probably seen some of the stuff on the board and see some of the conversation on this one. Uh, and and yeah. I don't know, let's, let's go right to the, uh, to, to the cheese there, because I, we've been talking about Sylvaneth for, for the last uh, couple of weeks. And I think that book right there is going to be something that is going to hit home, uh, and be very popular. I like the updates and what I'm, what I'm seeing with Sylvaneth. Skaven, I gotta say, I think that's a bit of a bandaid, uh, kind of a book. I'm, I'm just going to kind of put myself out there and kind of say that I love Skaven. They're one of my favorite opponents, but I don't think, I don't think GW did any favors by them, uh, I say that right now. I mean, we can get into some of the things that are potentially rumored with the General's Handbook and see how they fit in. But um, those are my thoughts. So, so before we get into the General's Handbook, what did you think about some of the releases uh, upcoming for the pre-orders that are going to happen this Saturday for Sylvaneth and Skaven? Before we get into the pre-order for GHB, uh, you know, I I am excited for it. I do not. So I have not played either race honestly because I don't have a Sylvan or I'm sorry a. Skaven army or a Sylvaneth army. Um, but you know, to each their own, I do like the miniatures that came out for Sylvaneth, the new winged creatures. I mean, their bees are large, you know, whatever they are. Uh, I'm forgetting the word for it. The dragonfly, uh, they look like, you know, different types of dragon. I think it's going to be a very highly mobile army. Um, and that's kind of exciting, but again, it's kind of getting into that finesse. Like, um, how Tomb Kings used to be when you had to do certain things in a certain sequence back in like 7th and 8th edition. Right. Um, I think that's what we're going to see Sylvaneth sort of dri- drive into. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Yeah, the, I think, the I think rats, you're right. Yeah, the, the rats, I, you know, are I don't we're not getting any new models out of the rats except what, a, a hero? Is we, that right? Yeah, we got we got that one hero that was identified a, a few weeks ago. And, and you know, and we're, um, we're going to get into this. Oh, go ahead. I'll shut up. Go ahead. Say what you're going to say. Well, I was just going to say, like, a, a lot of people were wanting new plastic kits for various uh, models that are 8 to 10 years old. Sure. That have not seen updates in uh, 6 to 10 years. So that, I think, was the hope for many Skaven players. Yeah, and, and you want to know something? You know, we're going to talk about this here in a second, but this GHB 22, uh, you know, update where, but or I should say update, rumor, rumor right now, uh, where, you know, a, a battle line infantry with less than four wounds can fight in two ranks. Uh, Skaven already pretty much have that. Now, I don't know if this is going to be stackable yeah. with them, but they already have this where uh, I think it's for every 10 models in a unit, they get one inch added to their to their weapon range to a max of three inches, which... You know, uh, we but let's let's get yeah. into that right now. I mean, so I so I think Skaven is going to be a band aid. I think Sylvaneth is going to be uh, kind of the, the 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 bigger release of the two. Um, but here's what we have for the General's Handbook. Some of the rumors, and I want to say that again, folks. Right now, this is what, what what Chuck and I are talking about right here on tonight's show is rumors. So battle pack changes. We know that you know a couple of them are all battle line infantry, less than four wounds can fight in two ranks. That's the first one. Uh, one drop battalion benefits still exist. New battalion gives infantry and battle line with five or more wounds the ability to count as three models for the purpose of controlling objectives. New battalion gives one wound infantry plus one damage when fighting against units in the previous battalion. All battle tactics have been replaced and are much harder to achieve. And the final one that was broken as a rumor is... Players going second in round three can choose an objective 
that can only be contested by infantry for the rest of the game. All right, so th those are some of the things that have been rumored that broke earlier today. What are your thoughts on those as far as the GHB-22? Man, you get your elite infantry attacking in two ranks, regardless of base size, and we're going to have some problems, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, if we're already getting, like, three attacks apiece, rend at negative two, multiple damage, um, imagine if you can just uh, pile in two units of five now, or two, whatever it might be, and you don't even have to worry about, you know, that couple millimeters, because I, I just get to auto-attack. Right. Um, it's like kind of taking the phalanx ability to the max. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? I mean, do you see a unit that just kind of goes bonkers or out of the world or hits you, it out of the ballpark? You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come to that in one second. Let me say one thing before that. You know, um, I, I, I when I first saw fighting in two ranks, it, it immediately brought me back to Warhammer Fantasy Battles when that was a thing in rank and flank when you could fight in two ranks. Unless you're an elf, you can fight in three ranks. And I don't know if it's if the rumor is true. For fighting in two ranks because this is a skirmish game and not to mention it's a true skirmish game and by that definition we don't have ranks um what would what would happen with things like pile in um you know i i you know I, you know i i don't know about that i think about that you know and in rank and flank back in the day of warhammer fantasy battle days there were multiple ranks in combat that was a bonus uh typically you know um as i said every army had that but I think now I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure what we get. And I mean, now with the Skaven thing, is that going to? If that is true, does Skaven get something additional since their reach is growing with with you know their rule? Um, you know, how is this going to work uh, without increasing range on all your weapons? I mean, you've got a bunch of units that are one inch or two inch. You know, I heard rumors too. People talking about on the boards that this could potentially be the old 40k rule where. If you have a, a friendly unit and an enemy unit that are in base-to-base base, base base combat or with each other, and then you have a friendly unit behind that friendly unit that's in base-to-base base combat with an enemy unit, that their bases are touching that friendly base, that they're also now in combat. You, you see what I mean? It's kind of convoluted. Yeah, so... I don't know how I feel about it. So, I mean, it. so I guess if you kind of looked over at 40K and how it worked, some infantry units' base sizes increase, but it was... Uh, when they pile in or, or attack in combat, it's whether or not they touch the base that's behind the first rank, that they just get to attack. So it, it sort of works like a pile in, but it's just an auto attack minus the range of their weapon. So it doesn't matter if they okay. attack an inch or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think they're trying to transcend this to 40K, from what 40K has done previously. Right. Uh, at, because as long as you apply a vanilla rule to all infantry types... It really doesn't make too many things too bad, but it's when you start getting into the multipliers of, uh, you know, two or three attacks per model. Well, now all of a sudden, instead of like the 24 attacks, I get like 96 or something like that Yeah, right. because it's just I so see. many. So we're getting like buckets of dice out. I guess that's kind of like the standpoint I was thinking from. Yeah, no, I mean, I, look, I, if, if you do that, then yeah, you're back to the old playing, you know, an all nobbler army, and we're rolling our dice with coffee cans. I mean, oh, my God. We're doing, <laughs> see, I, I always got to tie that in there, Chuck, yeah. because, you know, the, the world wouldn't be the world without nobblers. I'm just telling you that right now. I mean, it, this is, you know. I, I understand, Pat, but we talked about being competitive even before the show started. A, now, wait a, a minute. Now, wait a minute. Player. You know, you don't have to take a left <laughs> turn like that. I mean, we're trying to have you have a very civil and nice show, and then you, you got to go in and insult those, you know, lovable little bastards. Let me tell you something chuck i believe that I, somewhere right yeah. now you've got nobblers in your basement with you right now 
You know, I I, I do. I do have about twenty knoblars in my basement. See, I'm not see, saying I don't do have think, knoblars. How do you think they feel when they hear you talk like this? They, it, they feel like they're not being objectified like they should be. And <laughs> knoblars would love to be objectified. You know, knoblar lives matter. I just want to say that. Right yes, now. they do. All right. So we got that out of the way. All right. So, so the, the other thing I want to talk about here too on, on the on the new GHB rumors, folks, rumors. That's what we're saying right now. Um, is this last little bit where what what I really kind of think is kind of cool is the, mm-hmm. the is is the new the new battalion that gives infantry and battle line units with five wounds or more the ability to count as three models for the purpose of controlling objectives. Um, that's going to do a lot for units like Raka Trogoths. You know, yes. um, yep. you know, and, and I got to be honest with you, I, I, I think that um, I believe that for some reason, something tells me I believe that over the 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 the, the double rank thing. I don't know why, I, I, you know. Well, I, I think it. So if you're having all this emphasis on infantry at this point, especially with the book at the on the Warhammer community site alludes to it. You know, it, it makes the whole mention of going from Gur, the realm of beasts and transcending that because these warriors have learn to fight against the monsters of the evil empire or whatever. Um, so we don't want to leave out the little monsters, right? So let's try and sure. get those guys. Yeah, monstrous infantry. I mean, that's what it, we used to call it. Right. Uh, but also, like, what about Dracoth writers who have five wounds? But if they only count as one model, then they're going to be sort of left out of the fray, too. So there's a lot of... Uh, changes that will shift the game just a little bit i think and i but that will help the the trolls out a lot i think you know what i, I think a lot of I, I just i just picked them out of thin air uh actually I, that's not sure. quite that's not quite true i know that on the discord we were kind of talking about that and throwing that around and, and somebody made the point of that and that's a really great point that i think trogoths are going to benefit from that i, I just mm. think that that what we're seeing i mean look we, we know that this is going to be we're moving away from the 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 the, the gameplay of monsters right and we're getting more towards battle lines so i I think there's some validity to this and again folks we don't know if this is rumor or or what really this is right now but some things kind of stood out to me as maybe a little phony baloney uh and then we'll Um, see what we'll see what happens with the other stuff i I will say that the last point the player going second in round three can choose an objective that can only be contested by infantry for the rest of the game that that's an interesting one because some of the Turn two and three actions really can decide which direction a game is going. Uh-huh. And some people may intentionally choose to uh, go second in order to choose that objective to be contested. Because if we're focusing on the infantry, uh, kind of remember in some of the scenarios where you can burn the objective and the opponent can't get it, you really change their whole strategy if they're trying to stay in a corner if they're trying to go after an objective that you can't get to or you need to get to. But if what if they uh, this is one of their plans that they sort of lean on to contest objectives on turn three by either making the opponent go first or having that in their favor to go second. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that, that's a really great. That's, a, that's actually an excellent point. Um, it was I mean, what, it, what if we have two objectives in a, a, a scenario? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, so yeah. you get into some of those where it's one or two objectives and oh boy, you know, it is pound for pound you're going at it. You're, it's yeah. not like you've got four to six to choose from. Uh Yeah. No, no. I, yeah. I I totally I completely agree with that. I really do. That that's a great point. I mean, I we'll see we'll see what it's going to come out. I am excited for the new general handbook and of course that and the Sylvaneth and the Skaven. All those pre-orders mm-hmm. drop on Saturday, so I know there's a lot of uh uh good stuff definitely happening 
there for that. But I mean, I know that I'm, I'm in for it, obviously. Um, but, but I, I think that, um, I think that we're, we're in for something good. I just, I saw some of the things and the only thing that really stood out to me was, uh, the, the extra rank thing seemed a little, a little goofy to me. But the, the last thing that was in the news that I want to touch on real quick is uh, we're getting some new paint. Now, that doesn't mean much to a guy like me that's a lousy oh, painter. Uh, but we're getting 25 new contrast colors, and they're getting released, as far as general, uh, as far as uh, Games Workshop said, soon. That's all we know. Soon. Soon it is. Well, the, the worry about this is when they come out with a new, uh, a new batch of paint, what paints are they going to retire? Or are oh. they going to move certain paints towards another category, uh, like a shade or a um, or a shine based oil? You know, not oil, but paint. Um, or are they going to change like pot size? Like, or are they going to change prices? I mean, I always kind of cringe at this because it's hard to it's hard to know what they're going to be putting out there. Obviously, this is like they've probably studied what is selling and they make modifications to it, but. At one point, I was afraid we were going to lose the old uh, leather color until they came out with a contrast paint for it that mm. mimicked it pretty much the same. Right. Um, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not sure. You know, I, I know that some people were kind of griping about some of the new colors, some of the new, you know, I, I know, I do know they're getting rid of the the, uh, the shade glosses or whatever they're called. I did hear that uh, the shade, the shade yeah. gloss, uh, it's kind of an oxymoron, right? A shade, a gloss, like what are you doing there? But whatever those were, like the Newland oil gloss yeah, or glaze like it, or whatever they called it, that's going away. Yeah, it would be like a glazy finish. Yeah, there we go. The new shades are up there, it looks like. Um, just uh, So sometimes you would want to have a, a shaded shade and not a glossy shade. Because if you right. want your boots to not be shiny, obviously I'm, I want to make them uh, more of a matte finish or more of a flat finish. However, I, I guess it just depends on what you're looking for, but... Um, uh, just, I cringe. Right. I do. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, the other side of this is they're probably going to be around like five or six bucks a piece, don't you think? Or oh, more? sure. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're definitely going up. They're, they're definitely going up. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not staying, they're not staying, well, I mean, they're already kind of expensive for the little pot that you get, but, um, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, the new colors are coming out. Nobody knows exactly when GW statement was soon. So, uh, anybody know, they leave that in the chats and we'll get to it, but all right, well, that's everything we have in the news. We are going to be uh, right back here talking about uh, Storm Drake Guard. Chuck, you ready? Yeah. All right, we'll be right back, Let's guys. Go. Hey, gang. I want to thank you for being with us today on Grimdark Live. Thanks for being with us on tonight's show. But before we get into our main topic here on the show, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker and become a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, check out our podcast or blog sections, attend an upcoming event, or should you know that GrimdarkLive.com has some great products in our shop, t-shirts, hoodies, caps, dice, and a ton more, so get your swag on with Grimdark Live merch. Also, from GrimdarkLive.com, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. We're constantly updating the website, so check it out for new stuff on the site. But with all that said, we just want to thank you for being part of this show and being here with us tonight, here on Grimdark Live. Now, let's get to the main topic of the show. 
All right, we are back, and we're going to be getting into our main topic here tonight, uh, which is Storm Drake Guard. So, uh, Chuck, you want to uh, kind of explain to everybody that uh, I'm, I'm kind of an idiot. You, you may want to just go ahead and explain that right off the bat, because uh, I said Tempest Eye earlier, and that's yeah. that's not really what we're talking about. Right. So, basically, with uh, my list that I had played uh, about a month or two ago, um, my main focus was going to be uh, Tempest Lords. Uh, so I wasn't trying to be confusing in, in what I was sending you earlier today. And uh, during our discussion, there's a lot of different um, chambers or celestial hosts that you can have for your storm host. Um, and some of them are defensive. They give you like a six up ward save when taking a wound. Uh, some deal damage back. Um, but one of my more favorite ones was the tempest lords gotcha uh, it's not not everybody's first go-to but uh i do like the movement sh it's not shenanigans but it's it's the more mobile army and i think tempest Lords sort of leans more towards that yeah and so folks i apologize uh I, i'm thinking tempest eye and and no it, it's it's tempest lords and that's because i've been uh, drinking pretty heavily before the show and i don't really know what the hell i'm talking about I'm just glad that uh, we're talking about Age of Sigmar because I could get into a real awful <laughs> topic here. All right, so so here it is, gang. Let, let's start over. So with this topic tonight, my guests and I are going to be talking about Storm Drake Guard uh, and uh, Tempest Lords. There you go. Uh, so, Chuck, let's get into this. Let's get into this review of Dracothian Riders. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a off-putting to say that there's been a lot of concern in the community about the dragons. And, and what the dragons are in this game, and and going to uh, into that point, you know what what do dragons mean to the meta? What are they going to do moving forward in the meta? Um, fact of the matter is, they're a flying mortal wound machine. Uh, they can alpha strike yes. from across the board. Uh, they can do enough damage to murder just about any freaking unit that that isn't properly protected, or even the, the damn ones that are. Um, so from 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 that standpoint, uh, they really check all the boxes, don't they? Yeah. I do think that they can check all the boxes minus the magic. Uh, they do have a magic defense, but right. there's no like magic output. And to that point, I know not every dragon is going to have like a magical capability, but there are some units in the game that have a little bit of a sprinkling of everything. They can either shoot, they can move, or they can do magic and something else. Uh, dragons really cater towards one alpha striking in some lists and in some capability, Two, they can do high damage output. And three, they are survivable. So like we were kind of talking about, they can be immune to spells. Um, or if you look at their three-up armor save with your general buffs of uh, shield or all-out defense, you can get them to a two-up armor save. Yeah, exactly. Is nothing to really sneeze at, especially when you have nine wounds. Well, and, and that's, and that's yeah. And, and we're definitely going to get into that because... That's going to be a little bit talk for a little bit deeper into the into kind of the conversation and your list, yeah. but but let's break this down a little bit more. All right, so and and, let, and kind of help me understand this here a little bit. Since the Storm Drake Guard count as monsters, right? They count as five models a piece, so board coverage isn't an issue as as it might be say with with some elite armies, right? Correct. Uh, so you're depending on how you how many dragons you have. If you have two dragons in your list, they can be. Uh, within three inches of each other, correct? Yeah, right. Okay, so our base coverage is about uh, two and a half inches wide or so and three and a half to four inches deep uh, with three inches between each model and then another two and a half to uh, 
width on your second base. So we have a large board coverage relatively with those two models. And if you go to four dragons, it is uh, two and a half times four plus nine. Right, right. So yeah. we're and, looking at like a 19-inch unit that can literally take up a quarter of the table Yeah, um, and zone out. So zoning out is one of the strategies that people use either with uh, multiple small units or uh, dragon units that can space themselves out. Yeah, yep, exactly. And, and you know, to kind of go back to something before I forget it, uh, you, you talked about sure. magic being an issue with them. You know, I play an, an army that relatively is very, very non-magical imbued, and that's that's Ogre Maw Tribes when, when you're playing like Boulderhead or their Beast Claw Raider type of builds. Not a lot of magic there. Yeah. And I, I think I think yeah. when you have a lot of speed and power, that can that can solve a lot of your lack of magic problems. In, in that my that is true. And I, they do ignore effects on a four up, um, which is beneficial. It's their arcane heritage rule. Mm-hmm. Um and I mean, I guess are we seeing less magic focused armies at this point and uh seeing like a detour away from that? Is that what is kind of in the, the um, current meta, you think? No, no, I don't. I'm just trying to say that I don't. I don't think magic is to the point yet where it's it's Warhammer fan, Warhammer Fantasy Battles Eighth Edition type of craziness or or end times craziness. Okay. I think you can live without it in yes. some circumstances. I think it, you know we always say all the time, and Chuck, you and I have talked about it a thousand times before. You know, you, you need reach, rend, and ward save. You know, to be able to be successful yes. in this game, and reach could also be speed. If you can get to something, you know, like we always talk about, you need shit that can get to shit, stand on shit, and kill shit. And I think yes. that for a lot of that, you know, there's there's not a lot of conversation about about magic. And you, when you take something like the Storm Drake Guard that can ignore spells on a four plus, which is, you know, I think I think that's a almost a perfect balance because a four plus is what you know you're talking about a fifty percent chance they can ignore a spell or wards. Yeah, just, you yes. know, th- yep. I mean, granted, a lot of people would argue that maybe that isn't as good as say mortal wounds, uh, but at a four plus, yeah. it removes one of the only ways to counter a model with such high saves. I mean, cut it to a five yes. plus or even a six plus. You know, now we've got something that maybe people wouldn't bitch about. But I think a four plus is perfect. Yeah, granted, it's not a save against a mortal mortal uh, wound, uh, but who gives a crap? I I, I think I think yeah, that, I, that that's, that's good balance. I, to hit up on what you just said, I think there that is the weakness. If you go up against a list with a mortal wound output, right, that is where a dragon player storm drake guard player is going to kind of cringe and either have to make the all-out push and and alpha strike or sit back and have that person take the first turn and they try and stay out of harm's way for as long as possible and strike with precision where they need to yep and that's the point i want to get to you said strike they are fast enough that really they they can get almost anywhere they want to and, you know, they get a free move. I forgot about that. They get a free move with, with uh, I guess, a potential charge per game or, or whatever that is. Uh, and you can explain it a little bit more. But I, I, think, it's, sure. I think it's just an, another bonus that they get. But what we're seeing is, is, is this happening in games right now. We're seeing these dragon units get across the table and put themselves in position to either block enemy units or to make those critical charges. Um, yes. Thoughts? Um, I, I think that that is one of the potentials that the that the army has and that players who like the movement shenanigans do like. So the rule is called Draconic Onslaught, and once per battle in your hero phase, the unit can make a normal move, roll a dice if any enemy units are within 12 inches of this unit after that normal move. On a 2+, this unit can immediately, immediately attempt to charge. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. You're flying 12 inches. You've uh, got the ability to do this on a two plus. Um, 
it's just there's more potential there, I guess, is what uh, we're trying to say. And, you know, if you had an endless spell like Cogs, which would give you an additional one to movement and one on the charge, that's another uh, solidifier to guaranteeing those charges as well. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you talk about moving and charging, let's just kind of focus on this ability here. I mean, when you get a free move, I want to say that again, a free move in the hero phase, <laughs> you know, and and then get a guaranteed charge. A lot of people would say that's pretty busted with, with such a, a fast moving speed. But you want to know something funny is I don't think I don't think people look at it that way. On the, on, and what I'm going to say is the multitude of gamers, because you don't see all dragon armies. But, I mean, if you think about this, we right. break this down, that right there, you get a free move in the hero phase, and then you get a guaranteed charge. That's pretty awesome. I mean, and, and with such it, a fast-moving speed, not to mention they're flying, god dang it. They, they, these things are flying, so, I, you know. Uh, they can know, move around, right? Yeah. Uh, even at once a game is really just, it's startling. I mean, when, when, right. you, when you do mortals on the charge as well, I mean, you can very easily stop an opponent from uh, moving, you know, right out of the gate if you wanted to. You could you could pin that opponent against their other side of the table, and then what are they going to do about it? You know, I think a, I, I think personally, um, that right there, I think is better than their ignore spells. Personally, my opinion. Well, if you can get into a turn one or two charge and double turn someone, yes, it has the potential to be more effective than a a four up ignore endless spell or a four up ignore. Or, the spell effects right um I, I think good players will play boxy so that if you do want to try a turn one or two all-out assault uh and and do a that type of charge that you're going to have to make sacrifices or um, it's going to put you in a position where you can't maximize the dragons in combat and uh, that's probably where we don't see the all dragons list does that kind of make sense? It, it does. It does. And I, I kind of okay. had to think about what you were saying there for a second. And it makes actually really, really, really great lists or great point. Um, why, why we don't see those lists, but there's, there's some things I want to talk about when we get to the units as far as um, why I think players are maybe being cautious. And we're going to talk about that. when we look at some of the tournament coverage with, with some of these, with some of these lists, but let's, since we're talking about their abilities, why don't we just, why don't we just get, get right down to it and talk about their, that, that breath weapon, the mortal wound breath weapon. Um, yeah. a lot of people, uh, I've heard on the boards say that it's, it's too powerful. I don't think so. I think it's actually pretty, pretty, pretty evenly keeled with what this thing can do. I mean, D six wounds on a five or six. Um, I don't think that really adds up. I don't think that really can be considered spam. It's reliable. You know what I mean? Um, but it, I, it's two dice. Like you have to roll the five and the six and then roll another five or six. Yeah. But my whole, right? yeah, but I, and that's what I'm saying. It, it, it kind yeah. of, I think it's very balanced. And I think I think you see a lot of people on the boards complaining about this particular piece. Um, you know, if you think about it, the Dracothian Riders with the storm with the Stormcast. You know, the 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 dragons that don't have the wings. The Dracothian Riders. You know, they have a breath weapon. Yeah. You know, these things but, are yeah. we're going to have to deal with. I mean, it's a dragon. They're they're supposed to have breath weapons. Um, but I, I I like the way that they've done this mechanic for that mortal wound breath weapon. Um, I don't think I, I think D six wounds on a five or six. Um, you know, I guess you could look at it one way and say it adds up when, when they're being spammed. Um, but then again, you know, how many are you really getting in there? Maybe getting, you know, two, four in a unit. I mean, you're not really, right. I, I don't think you're getting more than four of them in a unit. So, um, I, I think you probably see more complaints from players who don't have a save against mortal wounds when they have to go up against this. I, yeah. that would be my take is because you can ratchet down uh, the tier of a monster with just the breath weapons, potentially. 
Right. Uh, and it's, you know, after the unit has resolved all charges. So, um, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's, is it, yeah. After, do not, yeah, you don't use it in the regular attack sequence for an attack made with the writer. Instead, roll this. So, uh, it's just, it's one of those things where it, it just happens. And yeah. then that player has to sort of deal with it. And if they don't have a save, they're kind of caught with their pants down, you know? That's true. And, and but you want to know something? You know, shame on them for not building a better army. I mean, I I, I don't want to sound so crude about it. Well, wait a minute. I mean, here's the thing. I I, yeah. I, I got to tell you, you know, I mean, you, you know what's out there. If, if you're an opponent yeah. and you don't want to play against dragons, you Be don't want to play against it. Nurgle, or you don't want to play against any of these, these, these armies that have these innate effects that can do stuff to you mortally, uh, that's your own damn yeah. fault. You know, b- b- build a better army. Um, boy, I'm uh, off. Build I'm an off. army that can deal with it. I mean, not necessarily like have the that that mentality, but the mentality could be have something that can handle or deal with that type of situation. Exactly, exactly. So, I guess in short, what we're really saying to kind of bottle all this up is that they can do it all. Uh, but my question is, is that is that enough? Is, is that is that good enough? I mean, if we if we look at the recently wrapped up Atlantic City Open, and this is where I'm going mm-hmm. with this, and this is why my mind is actually boggled here, Chuck. That's why I keep I keep bantering on like a half an idiot when I keep asking this question. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we seeing more all dragon armies? Because they're good, e- even in their limited ex- limited expanse by what GW did to them by nerfing them back in September. Um, right, with the point hit. Yeah, yeah, they're still pretty darn good. So my question is, they can do it all. Well, why don't we see all of them? I mean. And this is where my point. Let me just let me just get this out of the way. If we look at the recently wrapped up Atlantic City Open, the top five mm-hmm. armies from that event, and it was like 72 people. I think 73, but they had a drop. So 72 people in that event. From fifth place up to first place, the top five armies were Skaven Tide in fifth place, Ideneth Deepkin, Mr. John Anderson. John Anderson, congratulations on that one. In fourth place, oh Maggotkin of Nurgle, Soulblight Gravelords, and the winning tournament was winning tournament list was a Maggotkin of Nurgle. I think it was a Drowned Men list uh, that won the whole thing in first place. Mm. The top Stormcast player was ranked ninth, and that was a Hammer of Sigmar list with only one unit of Stormdrake Guard. So when when I look at that, I go, okay, you know, after and and, and then from there it, it gets exponentially. I'm, I'm talking about specifically at Atlantic City Open. It, it drops off from there because the placing mm-hmm. for Stormcast with Dragons fell off a bit after that ninth place win. They went from 28th to 40th to 48th and so on and so forth. Out of 72 or 73 players, 72 players. Um, mm-hmm. I think they had uh, I think I think they had as low as in the 60s, I want to say. And um, But you yourself, I mean, do you see all... I mean, you yourself don't have an all dragon list, and it's a great list. But do you right. have you seen all dragon lists? I, I have not seen an all dragon list here locally. Uh, my concern would be that though, if you had an all dragon list, it would have difficult matchups against certain armies. But to pinpoint exactly what would be the difficulty with that, and and what they're running up against, and and what the dragons are having trouble with that I'm not sure, but it's got to be something if the placement of uh, the dragon lists that have been taken in Stormcast list has progressively gotten worse. Yeah, yeah, and and, and let me if let me we're just... seeing them down to 48th place, then there's something wrong with that. Well, I mean, like, look, we, we here's the other question though, Chuck. We always ask us on the show sure. as well: is it is it is it the army or the general? I mean, you know, oh. how, I mean, how many times have you and I talked about the fact that these these gamers they go out and they buy this great unit, they open up the box and they realize it doesn't come with a gamer, 
you know, I, I think right. you know, these, yeah. these, these units aren't going to play themselves. You know, you gotta, you gotta have a right. little bit of a, uh, of a brain, but, um, Boy, I'm sounding really brutal today. All right, build a better army, get a brain. Wow, you know, boy, I'm like that. I'm, well, no, I mean, yikes. let's take a, a let's go back one year and look at how giants sort of manifested. People could take uh, the flail gargant and that did fifteen to twenty damage, gate and they breaker. could wreck havoc. Uh, the gatebreaker, yeah. But uh, really, it was some. It was the combination of the giants and their ability to. Uh, retreat and take objectives and and if you played them with finesse to really uh you know box units in or take objectives or really threaten opposing units uh you could get a couple good throws off with the mega gargans kill characters and then move up and and do like a double charge on a specific unit and wreak havoc it wasn't just always about wiping your opponent from the table so maybe i don't know maybe this is the other players trying to play different lists than just all dragons and see if it can be done with a mixed list. Yeah. And, and you want to, and this is where I want to go back to it. And, and you know, before, before I make this next point, Kay Krause on the, on the, sure. on the, on the chats here said something pretty interesting. He said, how much would an all dragon army cost? I presume he's talking about money wise, right? Financially. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Seven, uh, $600, $700 maybe. I mean, I, you know. I, I probably 700 to 900. Yeah. We've got, yeah. they're around 75 to 85 a box at a discount. Yeah. Um, and you can get, 10 dragons in a list if not more um so free if you're free if you're fast enough you know i guess if you look at it that way you know if you're a good runner (laughs) uh no you know it's funny that's a good point maybe maybe there is you know k kraus makes an awesome point maybe there is a pay to play you know maybe there's a pay to play kind of a concept here you know i mean uh you know um you know, not all units can be like nobblers, uh, where they're cheap and good. You know, I mean, not, you see there, Shane, I told you I was going to talk about nobblers. See, he didn't, he didn't think that I was going to talk about nobblers, but you know, they, you know, cheap and well, good. Well, I'm kidding. It, let, let's take another step with that and kind of analyze it just a little bit more. If you, if Games Workshop is really pushing to have only GW models at their big events that they sponsor, and we're looking at LVO, we're looking at these other larger events, uh, you know, our players showing up with, 10 dragons that are games workshop dragons. So if people are using converted models, maybe they're not going to the bigger events. So maybe at smaller events, we might see a, an eight to 10 dragon list at 2000 points and um, see if it's effective or not. Yeah. And you know what? I, I've, I've been thinking about this because, you know, when, when I got your list this morning and the idea that we're going to talk mm-hmm. about dragons and, you know, everyone on the board talks about dragons and this dragon at this tournament here. And let's go back and look at, you know, different different tournaments where they did well. And, oh, my gosh, dragons are awesome. They got nerfed. A lot of conversation out there on the boards about dragons. I, it, it perplexed me. But let's go yeah. back and, and look at the, the, the trend here. So if, if we go all the way back to LVO, which was the first major GT that dragons were were, were shown up, right, back in February of 22. There was a list that, that, that did pretty well. I want to say it was in the top seven or something like that, but it had Liberators in it. Uh, most recently, Summer Sizzle RTT uh, had one uh, Stormcast Dragon list, uh, but that was a mixed bag. Vindicators, Aventus was, was in there as a hero and different things like that. Good list. Again, I'm not taking any away from it. My point is I don't see any all dragons, and I've got a philosophy here of why that is. And it's and it's pretty funny. And then Farmhammer, which I was believe out in Scotland, had a first place uh, with with a Stormcast list that, that they they claimed was a dragon list, but it wasn't. It had Liberators and it had a Cron Spine Incarnate in it, and and so again, we're seeing all these lists that are claiming to be all dragon lists, and they're 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 not. And there's there's a lot that the dragons are capable of doing. I get all that, and I understand why GW nerfed them 
out of the box. But I don't believe reducing the number of dragons, albeit uh, that was a shock to the community when, when that happened, was I think it was more to see them as an accompaniment to an army. I think that was where GW was hoping to push people, and I think people followed that. To make dragons more of an accompaniment to an army like Stormcast or, or say, Cities of Sigmar. And, and folks are still being successful with them. But my whole point is, I think there's an argument to be had with making an all-dragon army if, if, if we step outside of the box here a little bit. And, I mean, let, let's, let's take a look at some, some uh, you know, let's take a look at some, some, some dragons that are, that are currently in the, uh, uh, in the Stormcast line, right? Um, you know, we've yeah. got, we got the, you know, uh, we, we got the original, uh, uh, dragons, you know, I mean, you, we, you've got the, uh, the, the Templar and you've got the, uh, the other one, uh, that, that's in there now. I think there's something to be said with those, um, with those models in an army, you could probably, you know, craft something around that. But I think, I think gamers aren't, aren't thinking clearly as far as what units to add in there, if they want to go for that motif of an all dragon army. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, you've you've got a point when you start looking at the other dragons that are viable and and you're able to take. You were kind of going on the Drake Sworn Templar and the Lord Celestine on right. Star Drake. Mm-hmm. Those are are still good models. They still have decent damage output. When compared to Storm Drake Guard, though, uh, they don't have as high a damage output. Um, you mentioned Karzai and Kondras. Um, Karzai is your high damage output. He has an area of effect damage that he can do right. uh, for mortal wound output. Right. However, he doesn't have the two spell casting and two spell uh, dispel that Kondras has. Sure. And sure. so, so when I kind of when I look at it from a ten foot ceiling or the thousand foot ceiling, like you are, I'm trying to look at what can I do that would help me against most armies out in the meta. And so that is why I try and have, like, uh, in my previous list, which I had sent to you a lower Arcanum on Torolan, right? because he can cast two spells and Dispel too. I had him painted and based, so I just wanted to kind of test it out. Sure, um, sure. And so with that, I can do, I could have endless spells. I could go with uh, Shield. I could cast Arcane Bolt if needed. Uh, and I think Condris has that same ability, and that's why I would kind of lean more towards him. Does he have some... Yeah, the uh, wizard-based unique dragon. Yeah, sure. Um, That is is what I would sort of play on. And I have always been a player that wants to have a little bit in each part of the turn. I want a couple spells that I can cast. I want a couple charge abilities. I want a couple abilities to buff my units. Um, An endless spell is great. Uh, I don't want to just rely on movement for my game. I don't want to okay. be like a Nighthawk player and just rely on that four up invulnerable save to win me a game. Um, okay. I want to. Ha- I just want to have options when I get into it. I, I I like the way you put that. I like the way you put that. I mean, and that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, but when I when I think about these these other these other options, I really wasn't thinking much about Crondus yeah. or uh, Krazai. You know, the, the fighty one. Okay. I wasn't really thinking about them because you know, let, let's face, let's call it, let let let's be very factual here. I mean, there's 600 points for 18 wounds that don't have any type of award save or healing capability. So that's going to be 600 points that's going to get probably sniped off the table fairly quickly before they get a chance to do anything. Potentially, but, I mean, each to their own. Uh, Karzai, which is the hand-to-hand combat guy, right. I believe for each model he kills, he can heal a wound. 
and uh, so that would be hopefully taken advantage of. I mean, okay. you commit him to combat if he got shot with mortal wounds by long strike crossbows or some type of war machine or a unit that popped up or some whatever. Sure. Um, Condrisk has could cast Emerald Life Swarm, which could heal him D3 per turn or, or what have you or whatever. I, I don't know if it's D3 or like one plus D3. I would have to go back and look at the war scroll. Right. But that's what I was sort of uh, looking at is like an... In order to have that safety net, um, you either strategically play with them aggressively if you have to because you're worried about getting charged, or you could have them as sort of like a, a pivot point in your army to buff and then get into combat, but then also be able to heal with spells. You know something, and, and I would I would counter that. My my thought is, I look, and again, I, I love where you're going. I, I really would, but I, I think the Lord Celestine. Yeah, the sure, Drake, sure. I think the Lord Celestine and the Star, Star Drake, you're saving 100 points. You can, you know, you can yes. take that model. You could put Arcane Tome on him. Now he's a wizard. He's, a, he's also a 3-plus save, 18-inch, mm-hmm. or eight, 18 wounds. But with that, too, that Reign of Stars, um, you know, that's 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 a that's a 30-inch range. You're talking about I negative 3 I do like Reign of Stars. Two. No, I, I am going to, like, agree with you on Reign of Stars. I like to have Reign of Stars and then the Comet and... Right. and yeah, and then all of a sudden, you have two or three area of effects uh, mortal wound damage outputs that are across the table or 24 inches away. Um, the one thing that I do not like about the Drake Sworn Templar, and I love his point cost, and I love him as a dragon, and I actually played three of them in a few games before dragons came out because there is the extremist chamber that you can take. Oh, yeah, right, sure. Um, is that he doesn't have a command ability. Oh, yeah, yeah, have you yeah. Ever noticed right, that? Yeah, 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 I did notice that. So yeah, it's like, yeah. for 400 and, I think it's 455 or somewhere around there, he's like the cheapest big dragon hero that you can uh, have, but then he's got to take the Chambers uh, command ability that he's given from there. It's not like he has his yeah. own special one. No, I, I wouldn't I, I wouldn't bother with him. Uh, I wouldn't bother with him. I mean, yeah. I look at it this way. I, personally, I think, the, the, look, the two new dragons, uh, Krondis yeah. and, and, and Krazi, whatever, I, I think... I think those Karzai. two, Karzai, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, Floyd, Carl, whatever. Uh, I th- we'll call him Carl. There you go, Carl. I, I think um, I think they're great. Don't get me wrong. I think that they, yeah. I think they're, I think they're disjointed for their for, for what they do on the table versus what they cost. I think that's why people are. Avoiding I can agree them. to that. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think that's why people avoid them. It's six hundred points, eighteen wounds, three plus save. Let, let's face it. I know. know, Chuck. Come on, man. Three plus you could save. Get four- is, is like yeah. is like two years ago four plus save. It's nothing anymore. Yes. Three plus save. No, I mean, I, and points wise, you could get four Storm Drake Guard for six eighty. Right. Which that which is thirty six wounds, which is double that with like the four up and vulnerable. You can buff them down to a two up armor save. Right. You have four breath weapons now that you're rolling mortal wounds on. So it's that compounding effect. If you take more of the same stuff, you can have more of a reliable uh, damage output across the board. I I like the model. I bought the model, and I would probably just play Krondis for more of a like thematic play. Well, I actually thought about putting him in like a Cities of Sigmar list. Like like if you had if you oh. actually had like a a, a, a Tempest Eye list or something like that, uh, I, or or a Living yeah. City. I think Krondis would just be a good one off. I don't know how competitive it would be, but I think it would be a hell of a lot of fun yeah. just to be like here's a dragon. Now I'm going to go beat the hell out of you and see if you can kill him. Um, I. So on a side note, I did try and put in points wise a uh, Mega Gargant, and I'm forgetting which one it is offhand because this was like three months ago into a dragon list. The one that you can take with order. Oh, uh, you're, you're is it the about, one with the fish basket? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the um, yeah. 
No, she, you said fish basket. No, I'm sorry, I can't think of it. Um, uh, Bundo whale <laughs> well, biter. He's got a Bundo net, whale biter. Yeah, Bundo he, whale biter. Yeah, the whale biter. And I'm just like, it would be hilarious to run a 30, 36 wound model across the table and just say, you know what? Try and kill this. Did, I'm going to go kill the rest of your army with did, my dragons. Did you just did you just <laughs> refer to him as the whale biter? The Yeah, he's, well, doesn't he have like a, a whale or something? He's got a fish or something no, in the just, net. Just the fact that you cut out Bundo out of that whole thing and just said oh. the whale biter. That was uh, yes. That was good. I was good. All right. So all right, we're we're back, folks. We're back. Chuck and I are back. Um, yeah. I mean, I would probably try we to look it. at an all dragon list with with something maybe more of the uh, the, the Drake's Horn temp, not the Drake's Horn Templar. I would probably go with the the, uh, the, the Lord Celestine on a Star Drake. Um, I probably yeah. try to fit in there somewhere, maybe two units of our, our three units of two of the um, of the Storm Drake Guard, and mm-hmm. then obviously their. Uh, their commander, yeah, you're kind of getting screwed over on the box buy because you got one extra dragon that you can't really do anything with. Um, but I think I think you I think that's a way that you could have a fairly successful all dragon army if that's if that's how you wanted to go. But I mean, again, you know, uh, you know, and again, I'm not really looking at it from the standpoint of magic because I've been a I've been a fairly successful ogre player for a while playing Beast Call Raiders, Storm, Stonehorns, and magic was never really a thing that I worried about. Um, you know, now what, what would you do about shooting? Like, how would you, uh, would you put, try and put in any type of shooting unit into the list or would you just well, rely then, on the see, movement you, and combat you, you, of the dragon? You, you have shooting because you get the dragons have a breath weapon. So that that's already right. solved for you. And I think, I think with the fact that you're getting that free movement in the hero phase, I think that you're, yeah. you're bearing down on your, on your opponents fairly quickly. You know, I don't know, man. I, I think, like I said, speed kills. And that's that's true in in life and in, in sports like boxing, and I think that's extremely true in this game here. You know, look at how successful a slanders yeah. player can be if they can get across the table. Look at what Beast uh, uh, Beast of Chaos can do with with their run and charge ability. You know, you have that here with with these dragons. Um, and mm-hmm. as we talked about, that that mortal wound breath weapon that the dragons have is is extremely um, well. It's it's good. D six mortal wounds is pretty good. I just think. They're... Go ahead. I was going to say, there are some players who are, uh, like, considering putting in Vanguard Raptors with long strike crossbows for area denial, and either uh, saving them in, like, the Scion of the Storm, or just keeping them up front with, uh, like, some type of screen shield in front so that uh, their dragons can focus on one flank instead of the other. Yeah. Um, it's interesting to me that that, that every, every time the, the Stormcasts come out, the, the talk mm-hmm. about you know the the the, uh, the the long strike crossbow you know stormcast come around and, and like that's somehow going to be the the the, the, re, the rectifier or the savior of that list and they never really work out to to be as, as, as they never really what I'm trying to say is they never really do as well as as I think people think they're going to do I mean uh, yeah, yeah thirty inches that's that's nice do you think the, you thir- know, three, the five, thirty three, inches overrated is that what you're getting um, at? Well, I put it this way: you know, you got three of them in a unit. You're probably not getting more of more than that in in a unit. I mean, they're mm-hmm. 240 points or 250 points or something like that. I don't remember 240, now. 240, yeah, yeah, for three of them. So you're probably getting three. So that's two shots a piece. I think they're threes by threes or threes by twos, negative two or something like that. And you yep. want to know something? They they just they they never really pan out to be as great as everybody thinks. Don't get me wrong; they do all right. But do I think I want to take them? in place of say something else that I know could eliminate a unit. I mean, what are you really taking them for? Let's put it this way. You bear, you, it, you, you put, ah. you put a, for, for a hundred and what 70 points, I think it is. You could take yeah. a single dragon. I would rather take 
I would rather take a unit of of dragons or a single dragon in place of those yeah. guys. Because the whole point of this, you know, say what you want. Yeah, this game is about objective taking, but it's still about killing your opponent. Your, your opponent can't hold an objective if they're not there to, to, to hold it. At, at, at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. Right. Uh, yeah, I think that they're, from what I was understanding, like they, you would, they're like a one-trick pony, right? It, the long strikes can have the all-out attack for the plus one to hit and right. then get in the secondary ability to shoot twice in one turn for like a once-in-a-game opportunity. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's a command ability, but if you have six of them at plus one to hit, hitting on twos and twos at negative two at two damage, plus mortal wounding on sixes, um, that's 12 shots. So essentially... You can take out one priority target, I guess. Yeah, and I'm on not saying potentially turn one. I'm not saying that they're bad. I'm just I just don't think yeah. that they're the end all be all. That every single gotcha. time a Stormcast book comes out, somebody has to bring them up. That all of a sudden, like that's going to be the grand poobah yeah. of their list. Uh, I I think that they're a good accompaniment, but I think there's things you can do you can do better. Like like okay, everything gets into close combat. They, I, yes. what I remember about them, they got a stock weapon or like the butt of their rifle or whatever it is. It's pretty lousy. Yes. You're talking about one attack, fours by threes, no rend damage ones. Yep. They, they live up to the to, to the shitty melee ability that all ranged, uh, in you know, ranged yep. units have. You know, in the headshot thing, I remember one time people talking about, oh, the headshot. The headshot's going to be great. You know, if it's if it's a six, yeah. the target unit, I think it's like one or two mortal wounds or something like that. But you know, you can't really I, I rely think on that. You're, it's a parlor. Right. Trip. I think you're getting to the point where you have to babysit them as well. Like you can't just let someone exactly. uh, get in on your flank and charge and take out a 480 point unit. Um, and that's sort of like understood. And I so I, I wonder if like the play style is you um, you surround them with your dragons and the, the dragons go out to kill. But they're there to take out priority characters and, and things that can buff. So that the dragons can focus on something else as opposed to killing a character. Yeah, and, and you want to know something? Uh, that could be it. But... For, for me, for an extra 100 points, you know, to take a pair of dragons for 340 versus those three guys for, for, for 240, sure. I'm, I'm going to go with the dragons. I'm going to go with the dragons. I really am. Because that free movement, 12-inch mm -hmm. move, you know, I mean, you yeah. could, you could, you know, you can get into the backfield of a lot of armies like death armies and take out their heroes. I, I really think that that the Storm Drake Guard, in that regard, if if what you're saying is to have to have the long strike crossbow unit in with a dragon army in place of something, yes. I think you know what? Why why mess around? That's my opinion. Why mess around? Yeah. I mean, especially if you're going to be getting into this from a competitive standpoint. And folks, this is one man's opinion. Chuck and I have great conversations like this often, uh, and and he probably is very right in a lot of things he's saying. I just look at it from a standpoint of if you're going to get into the mix get after yeah. it right away. And a lot of these things where, you know, um, see, I, I know that, that the minute, the minute you put dice in your hand, it's anybody's game. You know, mm -hmm. you, the only thing you can control in this game is setup and movement. And when you get free things like a free movement in your hero phase, or when you yeah. get something innate, like say Nurgle's disease, you know, uh, uh, you know, a disease ability, you know, those are things that are that are extremely talentable and, and very valuable as a, as as a gamer, and you need to take advantage of those. So, th so that's just my standpoint. You know, I mean, you know, even if you were to look at say a yeah. a single uh, a single uh, Storm Drake guard, or like 170 points, um, I'd rather take one. Let's put it that way. My opinion, I'd rather take one Storm Drake guard for 170 over three of the Raptors for 240 points. One man's opinion. Well, and and in that aspect, the the dragon would probably be able to get to the raptors before have dying 
essentially. Exactly. You know, yeah. you would save enough, you would have enough damage output that you would whittle them down and take them out in combat, uh, essentially. You mentioned about the combat thing again, and I just want to kind of reiterate that um, w- my thought process with taking the dragons and Tempest Lords is one of their storm host abilities where it's called uh, the host on high. When you attempt to charge with a friendly Tempest Lords unit, you can uh, that can fly. You can re-roll one of the dice for your charge roll. Well, why don't we do this? Let's pull up your list. Let, let's 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 sure. get the list pulled up here right now because I, I think I think we're kind of getting into that topic anyways. Um, yeah, Chuck, we we have some great conversations, man. We we kind of go down a rat hole, and I'm sure everyone else right now is kind of like, "What are you two talking about?" Uh, yeah, folks, so, that's yeah. that's that's Chuck and I, old friends, just going just 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 going to, going going down memory lane and conversations, but. All right, so so here's here's the list we got up here right now. We got we got a Drake Sworn Templar. Now there he is. You got the Templar on your list, but but you'll explain why he's not in your current list, uh, or maybe why you're thinking about it. We got Lord Arcanum on Turlan. We got Lord Celestine on Drakeoff. There's there's the big man, and we got three units yep. of two Storm Drake Guard. And this yeah this this is your this is your, um well this is your Tempest Eye list, but but you're saying that we're we're that, that your new list or something you're driving towards now is is Tempest Lords. So, so well, talk, talk to a, us a little bit about this list here. So in this this allegiance, obviously, I chose the wrong allegiance because it says Cities of Sigmar. Really, this is a storm uh, storm castle list, um, and the storm host would be Tempest Lords. That is the one that I, I did take when I was running this list a couple months ago. Um, but again, like I was mentioning with the Lord Arcanum on, on Tororlan, he was really there as a one, a flyer, two, an objective taker. And three, he can cast one or two spells. Sure. Um, his, so I would use him for all-out, not all-out defense, but uh, shield and an arcane bolt. Um, and then I had the Drakoth Rider in there to fill the uh, Drakoth slot so that he could be my general. Right. And then unlock the Drake Guard for the core or the uh, battle line. Sure. The the game itself, uh, with the Drake Sworn Templar in it, of course, he doesn't have the command ability. I kind of made that comment earlier in the show right. that I, he's the cheaper version of the dragon. He still has some good abilities, like, you know, he can fly, decent damage output. Um, but this did come down to, in my game, uh, the ability to Alpha Strike, which I didn't really want to do, but my opponent moved towards me on their turn one and didn't hold back. Okay. And it became a slugfest in the middle. Okay. Uh, we... Weeks and weeks ago, I had some, uh, you know, or months ago, pictures of this, and it's like a lineup on the front line, and then everything's in combat. Sure. And by turn two and a half, uh, between the breath weapon, uh, doing all-out attack, and taking out characters, I just, I withered him down ridiculously. Okay. Um, the Drakesworn Templar did die to his character um, in combat, but the guard just, I mean, they, they blew through everything. It was amazing, like, the, the 15 to 20 damage output they had that was consistent. Uh, it is very important to make sure that you've got all dragons in combat at all times. Oh, yeah. To not get, like, pinned between two buildings where they can uh, only have you with one dragon in combat or base-to-base with their unit. So, you know, be careful to position your, your dragons to get around terrain. Sure. Um, that's very important. I would... Uh, and also, the, the Drake Rider's Lance is a important thing to have because it gives you extra damage output on the charge you know it's funny i'm looking at this list here and i and i like it you know I, the only thing that my suggestion would be and this is just one man's opinion here and, and you probably would beat me in a game but i probably would uh, 
you, you mind me doing this? Mind me picking you? Can we, can we talk? Sure, can go I, ahead. So it, it, I agree with you. The Drake Sworn Templar has to go. I, I think the Drake Sworn Templar in that list has to go bye-bye. I would replace him with a Knight Draconis right off the bat. I would I would go yeah. with the Knight Draconis. That's what I would go for. Uh, that that model that is, is a stud, 12-inch move. Again, you're getting the free thing. Uh, 11 wounds, 3-plus save. His bravery is 8, but who gives a crap about that because it's him. He's not like he, he, he needs that for, for, for much. Right. Um, you got the breath weapon. But would I do something a little bit differently though? I would I would use I would use that as my as my character and I would go all dragon heavy. I would go two I would go four units of Storm Drake Guard. I'd go two units of four Storm Drake Guard and I'd go one mm-hmm. unit of Storm Drake Guard. That's two thousand points right on the button. And now yeah. now I think you're cooking with gas. I think you're bearing down on your opponent and you're giving yeah. them fits. You know, free movement. Think about that. Free movement. That's 12 inches. Then you're moving 12 inches. Dude, yeah. the board, I mean, you you, you got to think, you're you're already behind their lines turn one. And if you're not yeah. burning them, you're charging them. And I'm, I'm telling you right now, I think if, if it were me and I was going to build uh, a dragon list like that, um, that's the way that, that that I would go about it. The only, only other change I think I would do is I would go with the uh, less of the Storm Drake Guard, maybe three units of two. I'd probably take the um, uh, the, the Knight Draconis, and then maybe uh, I would probably take the the um, the Lord Celestine on a, on on the dragon. Um, what? Um, just out of curiosity, what Storm Host do you favor in building the dragon list? Because if you're going all dragon, mm-hmm. then it, you can either get bonuses to movement. You can have saves. You can have additional um, attacks if, like, a unit dies. Like, what right. is your what What do you sort of lean towards? You know, it's funny. Is um, I, I don't I don't quite have that answer right now. I mean, I'm still trying to. You know, I'm, okay. I play against Stormcast. You know, and 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 recently that the idea of dragons has really gotten me very um, curious, motivated. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so what what have opponents taken against you? Then what have you seen? Um, well, let me think about that. I, 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 what's the one, um, I think it's the one with the, uh, with the, with the movement bonus. I think that was the one I'm, okay. I'm trying to think of the name of it right now. Um, if you have the so, book in front of you, you probably know yeah, what the, it is. So the, the Templus Lords is the one where you can reroll a dice for your charge roll. And that was the one that I was sort of leaning towards for the additional movement ability, just yeah. because that's what the army already does. So if you're rolling a crappy four charge distance and you're and you needed a six like that could be your saving grace to get your unit in and if you're already putting all of your now i don't want to say eggs into one basket but essentially it's a lot of eggs in one basket well uh, you want to make sure that your two or four dragons get into combat yeah that is tempest lords probably is one i mean a lot but you know the problem is like i said we're, we're talking about an army that not a lot of people play full dragon wise yeah that's what you and i are talking about that's kind of the cusp of this whole show is to really kind of get people to think about how they can take all dragons because a lot of times you see yeah. hammers of sigmar right with a sidebar unit of dragons right you yes. see something like that you know um and that's kind of what was my whole well, point good and well some people are like hammers is like one of the top favorites for uh, stormcast right now just because of the six plus ward save for all units within obje- 12 inches of an objective. Oh, sure. So sure. that, yeah. I mean, when you can say that, you know, I got these 36 wounds on a two up save if I buff it and then a six plus ward, 
Right, and, I, they're, and they're talking like, about Aventus, Firestrike in the list, and they're talking about that kind of, yeah. you know, but they're still taking a Nitroconus. When, when folks were talking about, we switch gears here, Hammers or Sigmar, you know, you're still taking a Nitroconus and, and maybe a unit of yeah. uh, of the of the Dragon Boys. But but again, it, it's always a mixed bag. Uh, but I think the most popular yeah. Stormcast, uh, uh, whatever you call it, sub-faction, is probably Hammers or Sigmar. But no, I would definitely probably go with Tempest Lords if, if, in an all-Dragon build. But that would be mm-hmm. that would be my standpoint if I was going to do that. I would I would get rid of the, I definitely get rid of the Templar. I I I would yeah. I would sell them for spare parts. I wouldn't even keep that thing around. Um, I love that guy though. <laughs> yeah, you know what though? But here's the problem. I'm he's, old fashioned. Well, he's always kind of been a schnook. He really has never yeah. been that fan. You know, and and I get it. You know, you're not going to make the Templar out outpace the, the Lord Celestine. You know. Uh, yeah. But again, for for 500 points, I would probably go with the Lord Celestine if I had to. But I, I think my my main army would would probably be like I said, two units of four Storm Drake Guard, uh, a unit yeah. of two Storm Drake Guard, and then uh, I would take uh, I would take the Boss Man, uh, the 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 the, um, the other one. I, I'm drawing a blank right now. The, the I just I just said his name. I'm drawing a blank. Draconis, the Knight Draconis. Yeah, the Knight Draconis. Right. Yeah, and that, and that would be my list. That's two thousand points on the button. I'd probably take them in Tempest uh, Tempest Lords, and then that'd be that. Because again, I don't really have. And, and if you if you want to get squirrely and you want to try to take, you know, if, if you can fit it in, you know, maybe you want to throw in there a uh, arcane tome to give him a little bit of magic. But you know what? I'm telling you, from a long time, you know, Stonehorn player, it's it's right now. You can you can probably you can probably live without it if you had yeah. to. You really yeah, could. I think that's what you're getting at. Is that if you, you you will have so many redundancies in your own build. That that is not necessarily needed. Uh, again, yeah, I reiterated it from 20 minutes ago. I like to just have a little bit of everything sure. in my in my list. So I've just got a couple options. That way, you can get the bonus armor. You can do shield on one unit, all out defense on another. So you can at least in one combat phase have a two up armor save on multiple units. Um, it's just one of one and two of the other. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and you want to know something, you know, with the move and charge abilities that the army gets, ignoring spells, you already pretty much already have a dispel, you know, on a four plus for gosh sakes. Uh, and I think, again, with the mortal wound, you got shooting. And the, the whole point I'm trying to make is before you do anything, turn one, 24 inches, bam. Ah, yeah. You know, that's. The, yeah, that's, the pressure is on. Yeah. Yeah. And you want It's to essentially something? like moving four gargans up into the middle of the board and being 12 inches or less away. Yeah, and, and here's my whole point about about why I say, you know, speed kills. And I want to go back to the most recent uh, most recent tournament that, that that just occurred this past weekend, which was Atlantic City Open. And I keep bringing that up because mm. that's just about a major GT, not quite a major GT, because uh, it's uh, you know, but but it's it's close enough for for horseshoes and hand grenades. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the the winning the winning list uh, that won the whole thing was all about speed. That whole thing was Puskerel Blightlords. I mean, they, 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 I, I, I want to say that the winning list had, I think it was, uh, uh, four, four or five units of Puskerel Blightlords. Um, they had, uh, three units of four and two units of two or something like that. I'm going off memory here, but they had Blood Rot, Rot Spawn. They had Festus Leech Lord. They had a Lord of Afflictions. You know, so the bulk of their army was getting across the table in very crafty ways. No, sure, you can sit there yeah. and you can talk about, um, you know, Blight Lords, maybe they only move eight inches, but they have other abilities. Like they have a fly high ability where the Lord of Afflictions can, can take them up high and place them nine inches from enemy units. And they got charge bonuses and they got all these things they can do. So my whole point is the mm-hmm. game, no matter what version of the game we're playing in, speed is probably one of the most important things. And that, that's where I go, always go back and say in the show, we always talk about you need stuff, you know, it's, it's either reach 
rend or ward save is what wins you these games. And I, I personally think that reach is a form of is that speed. I should say is a form of reach. You know, if you can get to your opponent, you know, uh, you know they're they're in trouble, especially yeah. with something like dragons. That that's just my two. I mean, I you know what's funny? Outside of the Templar, I like your list. I really do. I I, I like this list. I would just. <laughs> Well, you know what it is. I, I really, you know, and I, I look at it this way: the Templar is still going to be good. That what, so that's where I'm. I'm. I'm a little bit of a hypocrite and an ignorant idiot for sure. even saying that because the Templar is still going to be good. You're still getting a beat stick for 455 points, but almost like Crondus and, and the other dragon, I think people avoid it because again, yeah, three plus save, 18 wounds, no ward save, can get shot off. You know, we're we're still we're seeing a lot more shooting in the meta, and the only thing that yes. that counteracts that is either ward save or speed. You know, can you get there and take out what what is correct shooting? without dying first, right? Uh, or getting charged, you know, next. But the one thing that uh, you want to emphasize too is if we are getting into a shooting meta, Sylvaneth. I mean, they just had like three new units released that have all longbows, yeah, and so wings. We're, and wings, yeah. So it's going to be fly fourteen inches here, shoot you thirty times, and then fly this way and shoot you thirty more times. Yep. And you know, only charge you when you've got five wounds left. Right. Right. So, so there, so there you have it. I mean, I, I think we're, I think that's what we're, I think that's what we're seeing right now. But, uh, but, yeah. but, but good. I mean, honestly, good discussion because I, I think that there's a lot. Um, I think there's a lot you can do. I guess my whole point is I haven't mm-hmm. seen a lot of all dragon lists, but you know what? They can be done. They can be done. I just think as gamers, we gotta, we gotta get out of this box that we're thinking in. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and you look, it's, it's chocolate and vanilla, right? I mean, I like, the, I like your style. I like what you say. You want to have a little bit of something yeah. to do in each phase. I, th- I think that's pretty awesome. I'm not as smart as you. So I need to limit my thinking time as much as possible. You know, if I could just but, move yeah, forward I, and kill and shoot shit, I'm, 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 I'm happy. If I got to start rolling I, dice and thinking about spells, I, I fall off the chair. I, I will say that sometimes a simpler list can uh, get you further along, especially when I played Gargans. I would I consistently went three and two and four and one because it was just a simple army to operate. I had I had like three war scrolls. I knew what to do with like an eighty percent of the situations, whether I ran or whether I stood and fought it out, what I buffed up, what spell I would cast, and it was that redundancy. Yep. If I can if if I can say, you know what, I got two unit types or three unit types, and this is what I do against most of the armies I play, then it'll be simple to run and simple to play. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Keep it well, simple. Isn't that one of the things that uh, people say? The, the, the kiss method. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, and you know what? I gotta be. I gotta be honest with you. You know, the proof's in the pudding. You know, one of the simplest armies to play yeah. was was beast, was uh, was uh, uh, Mega Gargans. You know, Sons of Behemoth for a long time until until they inadvertently yeah. got. I'd call it. I'd call it with the prime target and prime hunter thing. Uh, their own kind of a nerf. But uh, um, again, I, I still think though. Even in today's meta, if you go up against one of those armies, you, you're you got a good chance of getting the hell clobbered out of you before you kill one of those thirty-five wound giants. But yeah, that's yeah. A, that's another show, man. But but good conversation about dragons, Chuck. Honestly, bud, I I really, I mean, you always bring so much to the conversation that uh, we really could bore the hell out of people for days. But um, honestly, bud, <laughs> you're you really you really put a lot of context into it, and, I, and I'm excited to see where you go with your uh, with with your dragon list. And you know, we got to get a game in sometime soon. Definitely. We yep. do. Yes, we need to play a game. We, we definitely do that. But uh, closing thoughts, you good for it? Yeah. All right. Here so, it is. Closing thoughts. So um, I have a little story to, to kind of talk about from my coaching in uh, as a, a coach at one of my K-12 
kids' local school for cross country and uh, track and field. But this one originates out of an article I was reading, and it says players and coaches congratulate each other out of respect. Defending NCAA football national champions, the Clemson Tigers played Syracuse University in 2017 and lost. Despite the tension and the close score throughout the game, there were several moments of sportsmanship between the players on and off the field. However, it was what happened after the game that truly stood out to us. After the game concluded and both teams had gone to their respective locker rooms, Dabo Sweeney, Clemson's head coach, walked into the Syracuse locker room to congratulate the players and coaches. One player mentioned, to be knocked down like that, but have the humility to come over and congratulate us when we didn't have to and no one expected him to. I think that says a lot about who he is as a person and a coach. Because the act of sportsmanship is something that likely won't be forgotten by Syracuse's players and coaches anytime soon. And I think that really goes way, it goes beyond the scope of uh, playing in a tournament game. But it really shows in a game that we play together as a, as a group, and it shows a lot of respect when after a game of Warhammer, you can, uh, or even during a game of Warhammer, talk to somebody, you can coach them and uh, congratulate them on either their win or, or losing humbly to them, uh, that they were a good player, um, or even winning and saying, this is what you could have done differently in your game, and still talking it up um, as a as a scout leader, because I, you know, volunteer my life away, um, I always talk about to our scouts having good scout spirit. And with that, you want to always make sure that you surround yourself with positive people and have a, a glass half full kind of attitude. I love that, man. I, I love the way you put that. And, and you know, being 100% Irish, I have the same philosophy as far as, you know, <laughs> when, when I look at people that's, you know, they, they got a half, I never look at it with, with a half glass, glass empty or, you know, half full. I would just ask you if you're going to drink the rest of that. <laughs> or where's my refill? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, wait a minute. There's, I haven't seen the bartender in uh, and, uh, about 10 minutes. No, you yeah, know what? This honestly, thing's empty. The hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you know what, Chuck, good stuff, man. And I really appreciate you, uh, you, you being, you being back with us, honestly. And, uh, and, and thank you very much, uh, for the talk, buddy. I, I really do. And you'll be back with us, right? Well, after I fix my list, get that thing shined up and, you know, get be a better player. Yeah, boy. boy Where's the shoe shiner? <laughs> go home and get your shine box. All right. No. All right. All right. Well, it's listen, all good. Chuck, uh, thank you very much. And guys, until we meet again, remember, roll them dice fun and fair and don't be a short pants. Good night, everybody. Good night. Dark Live would like to thank you for slumming through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game.
check us out at GrimDarkLive.com. And don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend GrimDark Live to your friends. So long, GrimDark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Short pants.